you're listening to Left for the Dial. I'm your host, Andrea. Um, our listeners are no strangers to today's guest. John Allison Weiss is a singer-songwriter who's been sharing their music with the world since like 2007, right? I'm nodding for Something like that. Something approval. like that, yeah. Um, since then, they've released a handful of albums full of pop gems as catchy and radio-ready as they are earnest and introspective. It's a balance not everyone can get away with. Over the past couple of years, we've been lucky enough to work with John Allison a few times, streaming their headlining Phil and Mocha show here in Philly, hosting them here in the Left of the Dial studio for a really stellar live session. Um, today, though, they're here to talk about their newest album, um, officially their first since 2015, Different Now, which was released last Friday, February 17th on Get Better Records. Welcome to Left of the Dial, John Allison Weiss. Hi, hello. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I'm I'm really yeah. excited. Um, yeah. I said officially your first release since 2015, which is not entirely true, but it is what everybody's saying. I feel like you're somebody who's kind of always sharing music um with yeah. your listeners and i guess before we get into talking about the album specifically i'm kind of just interested where that kind of like openness comes from i've been thinking about this a lot lately because i have i've always been making music and sharing it on the internet and a lot of that has been really vulnerable um and like when i first started in you know 06 07 whenever that was i was still such a kid um and so i didn't i would just like share like with <laughs> without thinking about it which is i feel like a benefit that gen z still has like you're young and you just like don't care so you'll share everything but now like as a as a grown-up it's become like a little more difficult um because you know as you like move through life you like put walls up mm -hmm. and um it's definitely interesting in this day and age now when all of our content is like monetized for yeah. facebook um <laughs> or whoever uh but still I have been reminding myself that that's what, like why I do this is mm -hmm. to like share and be vulnerable with other people and you know whether it's get up on a stage or stream a song on the internet like it I've always been able to figure out my own feelings through connecting with other people's music so yeah that's sort of like why I that's always why I started making my own and yeah this record definitely feels like getting back to that after years and years of kind of doing like the industry and capitalism and whatnot <laughs> capitalism and whatnot yeah uh, it it's that's interesting you say that because i feel like you really are somebody who started doing that before we could kind of put like a, a like penny amount on each you know what i mean like and yeah and now so you're somebody who's this is a compliment but i i know <laughs> how it, it's like you're somebody who's really good at the social media part of things which i'm sure doesn't always feel good to do but i but i wonder what that's like for somebody who it it seems at least to come from a more authentic it's a word listeners know i hate when i say it but it's <laughs> it is the word that i need to use there but like a more authentic place than than a lot of people who feel kind of pushed into it which i think we all kind of are so. yeah we're definitely all pushed into it um i don't know i think maybe for me it comes from you know my early internet beginnings when it wasn't about selling ads really i mean they were trying but it was all <laughs> banners and pop-ups it was a different day and age <laughs> but you know like starting on literally like live journal in myspace and wherever i could like set up a little website to just like share my stuff because i grew up in a pretty rural place so i didn't i wasn't like surrounded by friends i could share things with necessarily and so yeah it was always sharing for the sake of sharing not for the sake of getting numbers or impressing a label or something like that, you know? And so, I mean, I'm glad to hear that it comes across as authentic because that's that's like how I try and get myself into it these days. I try and remember that it's like, okay, we live in this like cyberpunk future <laughs> and I make art like in the form of pop songs. And the way that I can share them is like in this metaverse of Instagram or TikTok or wherever the next thing ends up being. And you know, if I want to share, I have to like learn how to use those tools. So, yeah, that's a really yeah. uh, like healthy, I think, way of approaching it. Um, I think if you're going to try to stay at least a little sane in 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 all of this, that's a good way. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, I have been trying to learn how to do like social media for business because I'm like, <laughs> OK, if this is going to be my day job, I better make it my day job and actually learn how to because, you know, people go to school and get degrees in this shit now. It's it's nuts. 
Johnny, just literally two days ago, I was Googling like online degrees for music business and social and just like all of the different like combinations of those words to being like, is it time? Like, do I do I need to just right? There's like things to learn. I mean, there's literally like algorithms with formulas and Mm -hmm. and and if they say if you do it right, you can, you know reach those little places yeah. um it, it really makes me miss the days though uh when it was just all about getting your flyer up in <laughs> yeah. as many places around town as possible yeah absolutely well, but it's like now around town is on facebook and on instagram yeah. it's like we like i said cyberpunk future it feels like a cyberpunk future to me i feel like that's what a lot of us were hoping for in the early 2000s right and now it's here and we're like well I guess this is what they gave us. So I guess this is what we're going to have to deal Yeah. It's not quite the future I was uh, picturing, but that's okay. Yeah, right. Let's um let's jump into one of your songs off of sure. the, uh, off the new album. Do you have a preference where we start? Um I feel like the the opening tracks a good starting place or we could start with one of the singles. Um I know you had mentioned uh the album is called The Long Way and Different Now is the first single for Did it. I say Different Now? Yeah, you did. Mother, I know what the album is okay. called. I've been listening to it like crazy for like a month. I know what it's called. Okay, now you oh. have to leave it in. Now you have to leave that Damn in. It, or this just... this will go in the promo bloopers. <laughs> I say let's start with Dust Storm because it's the opening track. So it's, I mean, and I put it there for a reason. With my thumbs Headed home to change the future Headed home to turn and run So tired of singing all these old songs So tired of trying to be someone Pulled off the highway in a dust storm Wrote it out and called it done Wrote it out and called it done Yeah, so I put it there for a reason, because um, to me it like feels like sort of like a statement about the what the whole album is about in general. But um, it's a song I wrote, literally uh, pulled off the highway in a dust storm, 
um, and I was headed back to my house in Los Angeles um, from tour. And I had just like, I came off this like little fucking scrappy DIY tour where it was like, the numbers were not great according to you know the booking people but we had so much fun and i was like playing these shows they were my headline i was headlining headlining um and it was like every band that was playing like were a lot younger than me and were like oh we used to listen to your music growing <laughs> up and like and so i was just like overwhelmed with this like oh wow like music it, it like you don't have to be like a number one like hit artist to have like a huge legacy in music and so um that was like kind of an epiphany and uh it it, it was like tied up in a lot of other feelings about needing to make some like big changes in the way that I was living my life and like pursuing my art um and so yeah I kind of like wrote dust arm about those sorts of things yeah it's such a um almost I subdued is maybe not the best word for it but it's such a kind of like gentle opener to this album um and it feels like somebody kind of pulled off on the side of the road working through some stuff and yeah i mean there's this, the line that ends the song it's wrote it out and now it's done is i think how a lot of people talk about writing as this kind of like cathartic thing right um you know it's as somebody who at least from the listener side, um, songs tend to seem very like personal and in the moment in media res. Yeah, that's right. It's like just like in the middle of it. Like it feels very much like this song happened and here it is. And now we're listening to it. I don't know. Totally. I don't even know what that phrase means in media res. Is I that it, like Latin? Yeah, I think it just means I think it literally just means in the middle of things. It's like a film term when you start a movie that's not like the sun rising and like Lion King doesn't start in media res. But any other movie yeah i totally <laughs> yeah movies that just yeah yeah yeah. um no totally that's cool that's cool that you heard it that way and um yeah I, there's like songs about songwriting i feel like throughout my catalog but more i think on this record because you know i've been doing so much thinking about how how i'm wrapped up in that as my identity and love that and hate that etc <laughs> um but yeah you were mentioning that you were coming off the tail end of this little tour. Was that do you was that 2019? Yeah, that was 2019. I think some of the last live music I saw was when Hit Like a Girl and I cannot remember who else was on that tour, but it but it was one of your I'm guessing from that round of headline yes. shows. Oh my gosh, who played that Philly show? Why can't I remember? I'm Is so... it could it possibly be because four of the most insane years happened I afterwards? Know. I know. I can't believe that was 4 years ago. That's I nuts. Know you released like right after that um the live it was uh still oh my god oh, why still right all along still right all along god yeah I, yeah I know yeah the names of these albums i swear it's okay <laughs> um and uh and i spent so much of um of of lockdown listening to that album driving around when we couldn't go anywhere or do anything with other people so thank oh my you for gosh. that yeah Wild driving time. around became a thing for me too i mean mm -hmm. i've always sort of like loved a good long drive but like mm -hmm. the pandemic was sort of what like uh pushed me into living this kind of like rv van life thing and before i had my trailer that i live in now i had i just lived out of my jeep and hung out with friends and stuff and definitely was like road dogging uh which is now <laughs> like my favorite way to spend my time <laughs> so that's um, it's something that I think our listeners who maybe though I don't think there are too many, but our listeners who maybe aren't familiar kind of with you and your your story as much, can you? I'm sidetracking us a little bit from the album, but if that's how that's it was nice. written, I think it you know it also uh, is maybe appropriate. But to talk a little bit about that that shift to this kind of nomad <laughs> lifestyle you got going on. Yeah, totally. I mean, honestly, it it, it a lot of it came out of the fact that like I have been mildly successful at music for you know a decade now um but I was living in Brooklyn and then I was living in LA and those places are extremely expensive um <laughs> and so I it sort of like dawned on me I'm like what if I changed my life drastically so that I could live off of the music I make um and you know conveniently I also love a little weird fort and I've always <laughs> wanted to be some kind of like rambling troubadour so mm -hmm. i was like all right why not people have done crazier things um and so i did it that's it's it's 
there's so many words like I just thought the word inspiring and I swallowed that right back up. But it's such a it's such a cool thing to be like, oh right, I can just I don't have to do this the way that I've just been assuming it's supposed to be done forever. Yeah. That I can just do this different thing because it's what I what I want. And yeah, totally. And it's like obviously that's not true for everybody. People have certain obligations that right. are like important and you know, certain blocking blocks blocks based on our different levels of privilege and whatnot. Um but I also sort of like on that note, I'm like, if you if there's none of those factors stopping you, all the more reason to pursue like whatever makes you happy, um, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's beautiful advice for people who are in a place to take it if they can. Yeah, right. So um, and I think we're in a place to talk about another song if um, you're ready to move on. Yeah, absolutely. Do we want to talk about the one that I um, already teased at the top by fucking up what the name of your album is? I'd love to. Different now. <laughs> Duststorm is technically the opening song, but I also think of Different Now as also mm -hmm. kind of an opener. Duststorm is like the little prequel, and then Different Now is like the big opener. Um, you know, the big actually making the decision to change things, uh, you know. Um, and uh, that was a song that I started a, a long time ago. I actually did a version of it um, pre-transition and everything, uh, which I don't know if it's out there anymore. Um uh, I'll re-release it again someday because I just I like having an archive of everything I've done. I feel like that's important. Yeah, so it, it just made so much sense as like the first as like the because it was kind of like one of the first ones I wrote towards this new record too. So yeah, 
it you just clarified for me what I was trying to say earlier, and it's that Dust Storm feels like it's really setting up the album that follows in a way that's like it's like the like an overture. Like if you're um if if this album were a play, you know, like the that's the song that would play before the curtains even went up, I think. I love that. I love that. I'm so glad that came across. So thank you. I love how this turned out. I feel like I, I have to say I couldn't have done it without Brad Hale, aka Sombear, who produced the record. Um, who just like took my scrappy little demos and like turned those ideas into this like cinematic, um, beautiful music that I get to call my own. <laughs> um, this is a kind of broader question, but you just said something that I'm always thinking about as someone I'm not a musician. What you hope for like when you bring a producer in, what what you're hoping that they'll be able to do with with your music because you've have you you've self-produced as well right um my, i've worked with producers on everything except my first first early stuff which i'm okay. not even sure is online okay. but i've worked i always work with producers where it's it feels like a co-production sort of mm -hmm. situation um but i haven't really credited myself as a producer just because i'm like one of the reasons what i look for in a producer is like somebody who can like really like take my like basic ideas and like turn it into like a produced song which like <laughs> I, you know i'm learning little by little how to do those things but i'm more of like the executive producer and then the people who are credited as the producers are the ones who are like actually like using their skills to produce music <laughs> you know yeah yeah no that makes sense i love that yeah um this is a song that we also can't talk about without talking about the video because oh yeah it is it's so fun it's so lovely and i'm i've got it pulled up now just be, because we were talking about it um and i'll share a direct link to this in our show notes and all because i don't want folks to miss it um, yes i please i want everyone oh i'm so proud of this music video it's so fun mm -hmm. and cute mm -hmm. and just like you know again another situation where like i worked with another artist uh william white who actually plays drums in a band called glass beach as well oh. and they're like a multidisciplinary artist of all sorts and cinematographer director writer and um they basically made this video it was the two of us like up on a mountain they're literally like hanging out of the car with the <laughs> camera getting in the river with the camera and like not until we're in the middle of making this video did they tell me i hate being outside i hate being in the sun i hate being dirty <laughs> they're like whatever it takes for the art um and so yeah again something where it's like this person who's so good i was able to collaborate with them and then get to call it my own is really cool <laughs> yeah um, but i don't want to spoil it for anyone because it's also fun to like it's fun it's it's whimsical perfect word for it yes yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we don't have to say anything else about it just if you haven't seen it yet listeners pull up this episode wherever you found it and go over to the extensive and helpful show notes and watch the video for different now and it'll make your day i promise and if it doesn't i don't know what to tell you i got nothing for you because <laughs> if that's not going to do it for you i don't know what if it is. doesn't go send me some hate mail give me <laughs> get my get my engagement numbers up <laughs> don't, don't ask for hate mail i think our listeners are, are a little too gentle for that but but i could oh, be wrong i could be wrong good good god imagine if that started no i would i would lose so much sleep over that if suddenly you just had a barrage of hate mail because of our listeners <laughs> i don't think so oh my gosh that would never happen <laughs> Um, this song is also, there are a few songs on this album and it's, it's, I shouldn't have to preface this is a compliment as often as I do, but I, but this is, and it's one that I, that I've given out a few times on the show, but there are a few songs on this, um, album that feel like they could be like the opening song to, uh, nineties, like teen rom-com, like, a. 10 things I hate about you or something that's, like that. That's the greatest compliment I've ever received. That's, <laughs> Thank you so much so for <laughs> receiving that in the way that it was intended. Oh, yeah. And oh, this yeah. This song is absolutely one of those for me. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Like, seriously, incredible compliment. Because <laughs> that's the type of song that I love and strive to write mm -hmm. are just those, like, like powerful, uh, catchy, um, you know, songs that, like, stick with you. Yeah, absolutely. You seem to have such an ear for like, it's, again, it's one of those things that like, I'm not saying anything anybody doesn't already know if they're a fan of your music, but such an ear for melody and just like the catchiest hooks. And this, this song you. is a great, great example of that. Thank you. Hmm. That's 
my favorite compliment. That's so good. <laughs> I'm so glad. I think it's your turn to pick one. Oh, it's my turn to pick We're one. Okay. Um, the third song, Tell Me to Go. So Different Now ends, and then we just, like, we go right into this ripper, which is, like, <laughs> I feel like the biggest, like, uh, fast, fun song. I mean, it's not as fast as some of the older shit that I made when I was in my pop punk era. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's, like, definitely the, like, crank it up while you're driving down the highway song, yeah. um, while also simultaneously being about, like, anxiety and OCD. <laughs> Yeah, I really like uh, intentionally kicked off the album with the subtle, as you said, dust storm, and then wanted to just like put a few like bangers in there to be like, don't forget that this is what I love to do. Yeah, like I'll write a I'll write a sad slow song. I will. I love <laughs> don't test me. I'll do it. But don't forget that I want you to be cranking this on a road trip or something. Yeah. 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 It road trip. It it is. This album has like all of the moments for being in the car i think whether you're i said alone because that's how i do most of my driving but yeah. or with somebody but it is the like you pulled off on the side of the road or like fly down the highway like wherever um it's all in here it's very cool yeah i love that you hear that um yeah so that was tell me to go um and i believe that means it's my turn to pick one okay um can we talk about new day old ghost yeah i'd love to oh, yeah. awesome
This is like uh this is my song for those like te- teenage feelings that you only really know at that time I guess um I am sure like a lot of your listeners uh I grew up like really into music and like particularly like underground music punk music indie music whatever you want to call it and so like my friends and I like really bonded over that kind of stuff which I feel like um you know I love a good pop song I feel like pop songs can be extremely emotional but like they call emo emo for a reason (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah new day old ghost is sort of like i think of it like subject wise or whatever it's like sort of like a homage or like a tribute Mm -hmm. to like those songs that you love that you'll never forget that like bring you back to those moments and production wise i a, a cool choice that brad made was to for the last chorus everything drops out and it's just me and my acoustic guitar and his feeling behind that was like wanting to bring it back to like those days when like I started playing music. It was like for my friends at like our local open mic yeah. or like on the playground at night or something like that. Like just like singing with guitars with friends. And um, we even recorded it. We even recorded it in a bathroom because <laughs> I remember that. That's where that. Yeah. Because cool. I was like a 15 year old kid. I'm like, uh-huh. oh, I, w- I have this tape deck recorder. I heard that if you record in the bathroom, it sounds <laughs> cool. So we're going to record in the bathroom. <laughs> so yeah it was pretty cool i love that so much i said in my intro that your your music is um like again it's it's always like catchy as hell it feels like it's born like ready for the radio but at the same time is really kind of thoughtful and introspective in a way that songs this is a little eye-rolling but like songs on the radio aren't always it's not at least it's not the like primary concern i think of of top 40 or whatever we call it now radio it sounds to me like that kind of pinpoints it as having that that background and coming from a different kind of of world and then i wonder i don't know how much of a question this is so bear bear with me okay i'm here Uh, for it i think some sometimes artists who come up through more like underground uh like diy kind of scenes or whatever feel like it's there's something like dishonest or inauthentic again words i roll my eyes out all the time but about wanting to write catchy music wanting to write pop songs and that has never seemed at least again from the outside a concern of yours (laughs) in fact the opposite right and i wonder yeah like i said i don't know how much of a question is in there but is that something that you think about actively or is this just how songwriting kind of works for you no yeah i love that you noticed that that it's that is interesting let me start by saying just like the way my brain works like my favorite music has always been like super catchy bubblegum mm-hmm. melodic music um and so i feel like from like a young age that's what i was listening to and so i feel like that's just like embedded in like my sensibilities for like the the music that i want to write but i've definitely felt that pressure to like have your songs sound like cooler and i think like cool like a lot of people equate like different like weird sounding or like uncomfortable sounding stuff as being cooler 
Yeah, unfortunately, my I just my brain won't let me go there necessarily. That's another reason sometimes why I want to bring a producer in because I'm like, oh, the producer will come up with like the cool sounds. Like I'll do the stuff where it's just like my acoustic guitar and I'm like writing my melodies and my songs and like the producers will help me make make this sound cooler. <laughs> I, I don't think yeah. I, I know you said unfortunately, but. <laughs> Wait, what did I say unfortunately about? <laughs> about, you, I think, about you not being a quote-unquote cool songwriter. But I don't think, but I hope, first of all, that that's not what you thought I was. I don't, I don't think that you're not, that your music isn't quote-unquote cool. So I don't want no, you to no, think no, no. I'm in here like you, with your nerdy, like, whatever. That's not what I'm getting at, at all. Um. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, gosh, yeah, I, you know, there's a whole road I could go down on that about, the, you know, uh, thinking of, di like, cool and underground what's cool mm -hmm. what's not i don't know that's funny i have a really just like out of i'm have you ever gotten a comparison to and it's gonna i this might seem like a little out of left field i don't know but or are you familiar with andrew mcmahon he was something corporate uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you ever have totally. you gotten comparisons to him before um not specifically no. i don't think um although i yeah nothing that i can remember off right. the top of my head but i have definitely like I've, I wasn't like a huge something corporate fan, but I, there's at least like three something corporate songs that will always make it onto my like emo uh -huh. forever, like high school, <laughs> high school forever playlists. Um, and I haven't gotten into his solo stuff either, but I've always known him to be like, like an incredibly like poppy songwriter. Yeah. And I've always sort of like felt like there was everything I've heard. I'm like, oh, I feel like we would go well on a bill together yeah. or I should check out who produced that record because they might do well uh, working with me or something like that. Um so yeah, that's a. I think that's a cool compliment because I feel like that he's another one of those folks who's just like been like doing this forever and like isn't necessarily like a household name, but is like extremely successful and will probably be able to like do this forever because he's yeah. just so good at it. Yeah, yeah, and he's somebody who's also I think kind of doing it his way, but and it just so happens that his way is to write these big, really like poppy but still really thoughtful songs and i know he came up through more like you know something corporate was at least for you know 30 seconds because i think they blew up when he was like 17 or something he was pretty well young. yeah i'm remembering now i'm pretty sure i listened to him listened to him on a podcast talk about how he always wanted to write pop songs and like people would lump them in with the emo scene because that's <laughs> like just who they were sort of like playing shows with mm -hmm. um and how yeah it, it, that sort of stuff sometimes just gets put on you and you're you're just because you're like part of a scene and you're like i guess so. fine i guess that's what you guys are gonna yeah i'm still getting to play shows and, and yeah honestly show. i mean when i first started i was playing like super like diy like more singer songwriter scene stuff mm -hmm. in like coffee shops and when i first moved to brooklyn to pursue music i was hanging out with like the rockwood music hall crowd which is a like an entirely different kind of diy scene of its own um and then it wasn't really until uh dan from the wonder years and um some other folks like from like the i call it the alternative press crowd like started <laughs> listening to my music and then i put out say what you mean on no sleep and i started playing warp tour and stuff and so then i was like sort of like in this kind of like pop punk crowd making this like just like straightforward like pop rock music yeah. um so yeah it's so funny you do have such a unique way into all of this i haven't really thought about it that way but yeah yeah next song yeah, let's say, yeah, next song. If you're ready, I'm ready. I can pick, actually, because uh, I have my two last favorites, I think, which Beautiful. is hard to narrow it down because I really do love them all. I love this album, Back to Front. I'm really proud of it. But the other two that I, I'm going to go with, let's see, first we will talk about Some Days. Is that a good one? That's a great, they're, they're all good, good ones. to talk about? Hell yeah.
Some Days is one of my faves. I wrote it, like, in, like, the the depths of, like, the depression of, like, who am I? <laughs> what the fuck am I doing with my life? What do I even want? But it, like, came out as this, like, sort of, like, fun, kind of, like, just, like, anthemic. Like, how do I describe it? I don't know. It's, like, it's, like, uh, it's a, it's a bop. It's a banger, but it's, like, funny because it, like, came out of this, like, sadness of, like, I mean, there's literally a line in it about, like, being empty inside or something very dark. (laughs) Um, But I was, like, I wrote it when I was staying in the cabin out in the desert and I was sort of, like, driving around a lot and uh, I wanted something, again, that I could sort of, like, turn up loud Mm -hmm. and um, just, like, drown it out with do you, so especially for a song like this, where that juxtaposition is there and it is this, you know, it's much darker lyrics. And the first time listening through this album, it really is full of these kind of like, I think you said it's like a bop. It's like there, a lot of the songs are like that, but then you do spend a little more time with them and you're like, oh, right. But also the person who wrote this is like very thoughtful and introspective. Like I said, and these songs aren't just like party songs. Um yeah. Do you do you tend to are you a lyrics first person when you write? Are you You know, I, I go both ways, I think. Um there's been but I th- I feel like for me a lot it, it happens a lot together. Um uh where like I'll write a little bit of music to go with a little bit of lyrics and then like from there I'll like finish the music and then keep working on the lyrics cuz it's like the lyrics and the and those the like simple melodies like for me I'm like once I figured out like what the verse and the chorus melody are gonna be like I can write the the rest of the song musically without necessarily having figured out what the lyrics are yet. Um, but I definitely like cool. spend a lot of time on them. They're, uh-huh. they're just as important as the music part. That's very cool. It gets it's also something that I've noticed about your lyrics in general is that. Um, you know the music like I said it seems like a real ear for for melodies and what's going to be catchy but also just an ear for rhyme that is like I never feel like you're playing the like okay so some days get too high fly guy by dry dry it's dry is what fits it just feels very natural and it and I don't know I assuming from the writer's side this maybe isn't the case but like it, it never feels really forced um um no i'm glad you hear that uh i i like to think that that's that i write songs that way um 
So, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but is that something that, that feels like it comes a little more naturally to you? Um, you know, it ebbs, that ebbs and flows because I definitely like deal with writer's block as much mm -hmm. as anybody else. Um, and, you know, depending on when or what's going on in, in my life or in the world, the words come right, of uh, course. easier or not. But um, for the most part, I mean, I've been sort of like writing, like rhyming poetry, at least like in like when I say rhyming poetry, I mean like silly limericks and shit. Like when I was in middle school, like what I'm trying to say is I've been like writing rhymy stuff like since I was a, a kid. So it's like it's something that I just like never even really think about. Yeah. Um, you know, I I do now as like a professional songwriter, like, you know, I'll I'll like get more technical with it and 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 think about the way things are rhyming and where I want them to rhyme. And um, I like, I like playing with like the cadence and the rhythm of mm -hmm. how words roll off your tongue while you're singing them. Uh, and I love rhymezone.com just as much <laughs> as any other working songwriter. Oh yeah. Cause sometimes you need to just like read a bunch of words that rhyme to like inspire you. You know, it's not necessarily high, dry, by guy where you're like trying one with every, but you're, you know, scrolling rhymes on yeah. them. Like, oh, that word right there. That reminds me of this turn of phrase that would uh -huh. totally work with this thing here. Um, so yeah, I, I'm glad that you That's hear that. Cool. I love that. I definitely like think of lyrics as like, of like a puzzle I get to solve, I think. Um, and I definitely will just if I if it's feeling forced, I just don't finish it. I just don't write it. That's so that I think, boy, I'm trying to think how to say this. It isn't insulting people who aren't on the podcast, but I think <laughs> there are writers who there are poets and songwriters who would do well to maybe learn that lesson, because sometimes you can hear it in a song. And like I said, I'm not a musician, so I should keep my mouth shut. But like sometimes <laughs> I'm like maybe we just take a little break on on that one because you really like worked it to death and i don't know that anybody's better off for it i don't know if that makes sense and that's something i don't come across with your with your songs at least so i can thank you thank you should we say more about some days is there more to say about it do you want to talk about how the spelling is a little different in the title for fun Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, some days with a D A Z E because it's like the and it's also some like it's the sum of all the days. Hell yeah. the, the line in the chorus is someday I'll know my way. So when, and then I keep saying someday. So when, um, so you hear the word someday like a billion times in this song. Um, and so then I call it some days. I think also every line in the verses starts with some days. Yeah. It says some days and every there's a lot of some days in this song. And then yeah, you just you put them all together and you're fogged out in <laughs> de depression, uh, and you get a some days situation. <laughs> I love that. I also Thanks. you I mean, almost every line, because even in the even in the chorus, some days and then someday, listeners, you'll be able to listen to this since the album is out. And I'm assuming you will have picked it up by now. Um, but it's such a clever, did this, does a song like this start out as a kind of exercise where, because I'm looking at it now and it's literally every line except for, it depends on how you want to, how you want to count it, but one or two is yeah. some days or someday. And then it's wander or wonder. Um, is the other line and is that did that start out with you being like this is what it's what it's going to do or is it the shape it was taking you're like let's see if I can make that happen the whole way uh, I think I remember it it started and then it just didn't stop it was like <laughs> uh like I'm pretty sure this song started with the writing the verse and I was right and I was thinking about you know someday this someday that okay I could keep going with this someday thing that's pretty catchy this is feeling catchy and fun because I like my lyrics um to be as catchy as the melody mm -hmm. it, you know when appropriate and uh yeah I'm sure at some point in the writing of it you could say it like turned into an exercise because like when I if I notice something like that start to happening like start to happen while I'm writing a song I'll like chase that sort of a thing because I, I like those sort of like gimmicky sounds bad but like it's sort of like a little like a it's like a little like playful way to write something yeah. um you know so I like to get playful with it I guess it's also not it doesn't I know why you're shying away from gimmicky. And like I said, I've I've listened to this album a bunch. Like I've, I've listened to it a few times today even. And I obviously you can't miss the repetition there, but it didn't occur to me. It didn't feel, it doesn't feel so forced that it's like distracting from the fact that it's just a good song. And I so, love that. 
it's not until I had got the lyrics in front of me that I really saw that. Yeah, oh my god, I feel like I barely, I was like, yeah, the word someday's in it a lot. Like, I didn't notice either. I yeah. love that we talked about this together. Thank that's you for cool. noticing. That's yeah, cool. that's my job. Yeah. <laughs> do you, that uh, do you say wonder and wander the same way? Uh, They're a little different. Wonder, they're, wander. They're pretty they're a close. Different. A little different, but like kind of <laughs> close on purpose. Because again, uh, playful songwriting, I guess. Uh -huh. I'm really... uh that that little pair of words there's there are some podcasters i listen to and they're a family and they all they it's not that they say them the same they swap them so they <laughs> wander when they're wondering and they wonder when they're wandering and yes i listen for it for people all the time now ever since they ever since that was brought out to me and it's right and wondering is its own form of wandering yeah but they yeah they, they're doing the same thing just in different places yep fascinating words love words it's crazy right yeah <laughs> Um, and then, and then for this one to just end on that that question that that someday so when. Yeah, I think that the the end of that song is definitely one of my favorite spots on the record. Mm -hmm. Brad came up with these like cool like hum hum backgrounds mm -hmm. and this and it's just very like sing along sort of vibes. Like I almost wish I'd extended the end of that song another few bars or another another go around or whatever but it'll make it fun to do it live yeah yeah absolutely i was just gonna say speaking of of playing songs live we've got one song left um and before we get into it do you want to tell folks what you've got coming up i always feel bad asking our uh asking our guests that when they've just put an album out but what you've got <laughs> coming up what you're working on if you got shows all that stuff yeah, totally. Um, you can find all my stuff at my website, which is lowerkeymusic.com. That's like my personal little record label thing I'm doing. And let's see what else is going on. I have some tour dates coming up in March. Uh, I'm going out with Future Teens and Smidley yeah. and oh. Same Side. It's just a few. Oh, yeah. I love it. We right love now. to see it. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just three shows. I wish I can't wait till we're going to do it eventually. We're going to do some more tour dates eventually. But oh, yeah. um, I'm sort of like uh, just waiting to see what happens as far as touring goes. Um, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years now mm -hmm. and I've done a lot of like the grind. Um, and I also still kind of feel complicated about packing a bunch of people into a small room together. Um, so I am going to wait for uh, tours that like really are worth it to me. Um, and like this one with future teens is exactly it. They're like, Hey, you want to come on this? You want to be acoustic and open for five bands and, <laughs> It's three shows and you have to drive 10 hours. And I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. That's exactly what I want to do. I only want to go on tour if I'm like having fun with my friends yeah. or some big band is taking me out and I get to play in front of a bunch of people that have never heard me before. Um, and uh, I'm also starting this new thing where I will like come play a show in your house if you want to have me. So I'll have like info on my website about that soon. Yeah. And just that the record is coming out the record is already out exactly. I, I guess when this airs it will have mm -hmm. been out for a week and um get better records i'm like wearing a t-shirt right now they put out the record on vinyl and uh it comes in camouflage or bright yellow because those are the colors for this record <laughs> those are my those are my colors for my record <laughs> camouflage and bright yellow i love that you have a really strong merch game in general and so folks if you haven't checked out john allison's uh merch store you should uh, that's another you. thing do you do all of that yourself too yeah for the most part it's all <laughs> me there's a couple designs on there where i collaborate with other artists but you'll always see me tag them in those but for the most part it's all me that's i've been doing it like cool. forever um and then i'm gonna run through our stuff super fast because i have to yeah we're at left of the dial fm on instagram and left of the dial pc on twitter you can find all our episodes our live sessions eventually i promise we'll have um our uh live session that that we had with you will be up again for people who missed it the first time we um we got spoiled with a backlog that we didn't anticipate having so much so quickly which is a good problem to have but we've got yeah. so much cool stuff to get out there now um which we're starting to do and listeners as usual you can catch me here every week and over at chris gethers new jersey is the world doing a bunch of different things we're at nj is the world on twitter and new jersey is the world on instagram i'm on twitter and instagram at aq andrea q that's every single thing um Nailed so it. thank you so much uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the song you want to go out on so the last song i am gonna pick is the long way which is the title track of the album 
Americana countryside of what I've been doing but um again Brad Brad's amazing production like added in the you know he made it match with the rest of the songs on the record um I feel like it's a good example of how on this album I think I I I love how we figured out how to like marry the the sort of two sides of what I like to do which is like you know really folky songwriting or like pop bangers yeah yeah um and yeah the long way is sort of like my overarching song about like figuring figuring your life out at your own pace um and i think i'll leave it at that is that good or should i talk more about no i mean i love that and if you've gone a whole week with this album being out listeners and this is your first time listening to it uh please go follow the link pick it up you're it's going to be your spring and summer and fall and winter driving album for sure (laughs) all the seasons that's right that's all of them i think you got them all Um, john allison this really has been so fun thank you so much for doing this thank you so much for having me this has been wonderful i have a left of the dial sticker on my truck by the way (laughs) hell yeah i love to hear that oh that makes me so happy gonna have to have you back to talk about charlie mountain at some point by the way oh yeah that's a whole other thing (laughs) hopefully hopefully i'll be making a record for that band this year or early next. Oh my God, that makes me so yeah. happy to hear. Yeah, um, yeah. That's a fantastic note to go out on. This has been Left of the Dial. I've been your host, Andrea. John Allison Weiss has been my guest. You can pick up now. I'm paranoid. You can pick up the long way out now on Get Better Records. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. And if I don't see you in a long, long while, I try to find you left of the dial. Yeah.